Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Let's start out with the um, with some crypto. So um, the SEC uh, stirred a pot mm-hmm. um, and has people very concerned about the state of crypto. A few days ago, they classified the following cryptocurrencies as securities mm-hmm. in their Binance and Coinbase lawsuit, um, which is Solana, Cardano, Polygon, Filecoin, Sandbox, Decentraland, uh, Algorand, and Axie Infinity. Um, and then yesterday, um, Robin Hood delisted mm-hmm. Solana, mm-hmm. Cardano, and Polygon after yeah. the SEC listed them as securities. Um, so first off, can we even say like why is why is it significant that SEC listed these coins as securities and why they just list them as securities and not every cryptocurrency? It's really interesting. Um, I was telling the stock club yesterday. Um, if you you can maybe it's still online. Gary Gensler did a class on cryptocurrency a few years ago. So the theory is that him and Senator Warren are putting like a plan together to destroy. And we talked about this before last year when everybody was calling me conspiracy theorists. But um, cryptocurrency is a threat to fiat currency at scale. And by listing these as securities, the truth now, if I'm going to just give the honest answer for the crypto community, the truth is most of these coins were kicking the, the, the ass of most returns in comparison to the stock market and the bond market. And they saw it as a threat and they had to shut it down. They said the Bitcoin is the only one that won't, will not be a security. Um, and as a result, 
Solana fell 22.5%, Sand fell 20%, Matic fell 24%, um, Cardano fell 23%. But we've been knowing for a while, and I've said it back in 2020, that the government is going to regulate these. That's why I kept saying there's no, no such thing as decentralization, mm. because when you have a primary competitor that is getting better gains, if you look at a 10-year or 15-year horizon of a chart, Bitcoin has outperformed everything in comparison. So that one is going to slide, but they don't, I think they just, they didn't want a bunch of cryptocurrencies to have higher valuations and better returns. And as a result, this is a way to shut things down. So when I say there's no such thing as decentralization, there's a couple of things you have to factor into your fundamental research. And I know some people don't like to take when I say it, but if the government is going to look at your project or company or coin as an enemy of the state, and they're telling you openly that they're not going to let it survive, it's going to be really, really um, hard to invest in. Yeah. I, I think that the part of it that, I mean, the fact that they found it as a security, meaning it's a negotiable financial instrument, um, is that there's no paperwork, right? And so in order to be a security, you have to fill out paperwork, obviously through the SEC. And so what they're saying is that you're already doing these things without having that paperwork. And so it's an entire process to even do it. Um, it's interesting because when you think about the space, how many of these other quote unquote coins could be classified as such? Majority. Even, <laughs> even And technically Bitcoin should. And a part that sucks for like Brian Armstrong at Coinbase, which we did the episode of Miami and Terrence J. I told everyone this is going to happen. And here we are. But I feel bad for Brian in particular because out of every CEO, he went out of his way to try and comply with the SEC. Tell us which ones to delist, which ones mm -hmm. do you classify as a security. They never gave him an answer. They just came down with a hard ruling. So this is kind of like if you're in an area where there's no speeding zones and then proactively, like two years later, you get 150 speeding tickets. He's like, there were no signs up before for any rules and regulations. I feel it's unfair, but as we have all this political unrest and uncertainty in the stock market i think this was a case of like strong lobbying to stop the crypto market at scale from becoming the most dominant force in the financial industry yeah and even even with all those quote-unquote securities and we you think about bitcoin over the past seven days it really hasn't affected it with, with all these muscles it, it's, it's actually i think net positive as we speak it's about a quarter of a percent but you would think that the number one cryptocurrency of all, right, the grandfather would, would be affected by a lawsuit from the SEC. And it really hasn't, which is also interesting. Well, well Bitcoin? Right. Well, if they're saying we're going to let this one stay alive, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't go up more. Like, I thought that was going to be the push to be like, okay, we're going to crack 35,000 and we're going to see an aggressive. Even when I was going through Twitter, I wasn't even seeing a crypto community being like, hey, let's jump into this uh heavily and push the price so it's really interesting i think everyone's waiting to see the, how this kind of plays out but it's really fascinating to see and i've always said it i think it's because the hedge funds are looking to get exposure in their portfolios for their clients to a coin that is trustworthy mm -hmm. so they let that one stay alive and then they burn the rest of them down i think i think it's unfortunate but i mean we told you guys this is gonna happen two years ago yeah it was like let, let's get rid of Let's clean the space before we enter the space. So the first lawsuit was Binance. Yep. And we saw the Binance coin go down. And then now, obviously, uh, 
Coinbase going down is the next thing. But you're right. It, there should be an inverse effect, right? If they didn't list those securities, if Ethereum was not listed, if Coin, uh, if uh, Bitcoin wasn't listed, what's the inverse effect on those two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always say invest in the top two. Whether you like Ethereum or not, Bitcoin and Ethereum are clearly the top two. If you look at market cap, you can go to coinmarketcap.com, check that out. But invest in the top two in the space is one of the easiest no brainer ways to invest in the market, but yeah, I thought that they should run a lot more, but they haven't. I mean, we'll talk about tech. Uh, Shadi, you asked a great question about NASDAQ when that, that'll have a pullback. Maybe we can talk about that later. But I thought Bitcoin would have had a stronger push as a result of this ruling. But I will say, and I will say this, and before it was popular, um, I'm very interested to see what is going to happen with Ripple. I was just going to uh, say that as a result. And I'll even speak on Cardano real quick. Do I think it'll recover? I think over time. But one sign that I saw that caught me off guard when Charles reached out to the XRP community and said, hey, I want a peace. He wanted like a peace treaty now all of a sudden. I'm like, boy, you in trouble. Because for a long time, Charles was saying that the XRP army was uh, a vile community and there was no real use case. But now that the SEC has put pressure on him, now he's reaching out for allies and we can get into what's more important information or relationships like later. Right. But man, you have like what Tupac say. Uh, now I got my money right now. I want war. The money wasn't right <laughs> with Cardano like, at the time. Like when the SEC is hounding down on you, now is not the time to make enemies. And the XRP army was not having it when he reached out for the olive branch. So be careful who you go to war with. Um, but yeah, what we knew this was coming as a result. And uh, but I'm really interested to see what happens with Ripple in the next couple of days when these emails come out. What do you think you happens to these coins that have been listed? Is it all right? You're unregistered. Now you go through the process of trying to become registered and kind of debunk the, the whole theory of it being decentralized. Yeah. And as a result, I think it's going to be one or two major players that uh, grab one of these after they become registered as a security. And I think one of the big hedge funds will uses as like a, a dark horse for a third option and they'll start to push one of them i don't know which one yet mm -hmm. i haven't done enough research to see yet but i'll be really interested to see in 2024 2025 after there's destruction in this market amongst these coins one of them will be picked up by a major hedge fund or bank and be heralded as okay for those to give context in 2016 at the same time, shout out to JB Diamond, everybody at JP Morgan. At the same time, they were saying, we don't believe in Bitcoin. Overseas, they were buying Bitcoin like crazy. And then when the crash happened, great. It was revealed in 2020 that they were currently invested in it. The same thing will happen here again. It could be Solana. I'm not sure. I'll do my research and then come back in about four weeks and tell you what I think, which one it will be. So who do you... Would you think that people should still invest in cryptocurrency? That's the question people are going to ask. Like, is crypto still a good viable option? Yes. Uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. I still like Cardano. The thing with Charles, too, I'll say, and I th we've seen this with a few of our entrepreneurs, um, Elon Musk, Tesla. Um, I'm trying to think of another. May maybe oh, I can't say that name. I'll just use Elon as an example. I want to give a reveal. Um, <laughs> sometimes the greatest entrepreneurs can get sidetracked with the PR or drama. I think Charles should solely focus on making Cardano and, and Ada better over the next year. And I think they'll 
they'll have a great push. I think Solana is still valid in, in some cases, but every market has volatility issues. The stock market is going through the same thing where companies have been de delisted and um, that's why indexing is so important. But um, stop buying at the highs, stop buying at too high of a price. If you're going to hold, the one thing I do really love about the crypto community is like they are going to hold on for dear life. And that's the same thing as holding for a 10 year period, but you have to pick the right two or three to invest in. Um, and you do not want to invest against the ones that the hedge funds are buying. So Bitcoin and Ethereum are clearly the two leaders. Do your research to find what the third one could be for you. Um, I think it is, it is a more volatile space, but it's no more volatile than NASDAQ in 99 and 2000. For the 99 and 2000. Yeah. So if you, if you do two indexes, Bitcoin and Ethereum, I don't think anybody is upset. Apple, Microsoft, Bitcoin, and I don't think, it, like, investing is really, pick the top two. We really could do the show every 20 minutes, go over the top two, two other news points and be done. And you'll be okay. Because even with that, like you said, the drawdown on Bitcoin and Ethereum was not that bad. Right. As a result, they're still up for the year. And yeah, this, does, to run. this doesn't feel like, you know, this loss of, makes it another crypto winter. It, didn't, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, we've been through those, and I know a lot of people want us to touch Fed now. We'll touch that. In, I mean, we've talked about it before, but here's a novel idea: that if the government or big banks cannot be involved in it, they are going to find a way to destroy it. That has been happening since the beginning of time. James Pierpont Morgan literally saved the United States from going bankrupt, and then they put out laws so that one person could never save the country again. After he saved the country. That's how the game is played. That's how the game is played. Respect the game. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>